0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Fannie Lauren Club. As we are here to talk bad batch, as we are counting down until we are finito with this uh, season one of this series. uh, As we are on episode 15 titled Return to Camino, Uh, the moment we've all been wondering if we were going to get, and we finally got it. And we have what we have a really, really good episode to talk about today and as usual uh, but back after a week stint away uh, mr geo ramos what's up man
1: hello guys uh, man talk about pulling on the hard strings this episode right man, which, this one was a rough one i can't wait to get into it it's going to be uh it's going to be rough yeah and brian how you doing man <laughs>
2: A little under the weather. Should be at work right now, but called out sick. So you know, of course, priorities. So uh, hopefully, no one is watching this.
0: <laughs> well, yes, we are here to do some uh, some bad batch discussion as episode fifteen. Can you can you not right now, uh, baby Ray? Um, yeah. So guys, let's let's just get into this because this is an episode that. Uh, you know, it's kind of been teased and, and things have been in that direction, if you will, um, for the last couple of weeks. And we're finally getting that moment where the crew is headed back to their home. Uh, we are seeing the remnants of the Empire leave Camino. We are seeing what happens to Camino. Um, and let's let's just dive into it. What does everyone think about this episode overall? Um, before we get into specifics, Gio, I'll go right back to you, man. Um... initial impression reaction sentence or two what's kind of the thing that comes to mind
1: uh one of the best episodes of the bad batch there was a real sense of urgency sense of stakes um i mean for me this is the darkest as far as tone goes since like the early episodes and heavy nostalgia with that attack of the clones music i don't know if anybody else heard it
0: absolutely there's yeah. there was all kinds of music in this episode from from all over star wars mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: Brian?
2: uh this is the first one since the very first episode where it 100% fully had my attention like nothing like I didn't pick up my phone once didn't look at my phone once like fully was just like in to it and when and last time i can remember being like well actually no last episode Uh, i was just like no when it ended like i was just like dang they are really putting this into high gear at the end making sure you uh leave with something special and want more
0: yeah i agree i think that uh i I think from from what i believe anyway on this panel um i'm pretty sure i'm the one who's been the most consistent as far as liking most of the stuff that's happened this this season uh there hasn't really been an episode that i've like really disliked uh just because i don't know if it was expectations or whatever um but i come in here every week and i'm like oh i really enjoyed that episode and i kind of find the positives for everything this is one of the episodes that is like the best though. Um, there's three episodes that stand out. It's the premiere, which duh, um, it is rescue on Loth, excuse me. And then it's this one. Uh, these are the three that really stand out. And then you can throw last week's in there as well as like a fourth, but it definitely is the fourth out of the four. Um, this episode is so just, it's so brilliant from start to finish. Like, The second it starts, the intensity level, like you can just feel it. Like it's just sitting there, just growing and growing and growing the whole episode until it kind of comes to this like big halt towards the end of the episode. Um, And there's so many things we can talk about, but let's just get to it. Uh, So the episode starts with um, uh, Hunter and Crosshair. They're headed to Camino. They have that little conversation about Camino and, and going back and everything like that. And then we jump back to the team and they're fixing the ship. And they learn that uh, Hunter's comms back come back online, and they pretty much hatch a plan to get back into Camino. And we talked about it last week, Brian and I did. It's led by Omega. Omega is leading the team in. She's the most familiar with all the facilities, with the kinds of ins and outs and everything. And she takes them to essentially what is a hidden landing platform um, that takes them through a hidden tube, which is so badass uh, that goes through the water up to Nalase's um, workshop. Scientific center where Omega was born, where the Bad Batch was operated on. Um, and that's how they sneak their way into Camino. Before we get into anything crazy that happens after this, what did you guys think about this kind of Omega taking the lead, helping Tech and, and you know, um, Wrecker and Echo get into Camino, being that the whole planet was blocked off from the Empire?
2: I mean, for me, I think I said it last week that I wouldn't be surprised that if this happened uh, that she would take the lead, fill that void with Hunter. Um, I mean, they went onto her home territory. Like, I mean, into theirs too, but like she lived there forever. Like since she was created and she hasn't left until now. So it would make sense for someone like her to take control of the situation and, That I loved that little like underwater tube system that had it's kind of left. I they showed like a bunch of them, so I'm kind of like sitting there like, ooh, where did those other ones go to? Like, is there more? But I mean, clearly we'll never know. But yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with Brian, and I can appreciate how natural it felt to have a child take over. You know, they didn't do it just because it's a kid's show and, you know, she's she's a kid, you know, something that kids can root for. It made sense because she knows Camino, especially all the hidden places. Uh, There's a scene uh, that that's coming up that we'll talk about as well. Uh, So I, I can appreciate that. And I don't know. I've never seen the underwater tube system or anything underwater in regards to Camino before. So I appreciated that we're getting to see a little bit more before what happens at the end of the episode. So, uh, yeah, it's those little things, man, for me. So,
0: yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that, uh, it's just the creativity behind like the technology that the Kaminoans had. Right. And, and that, and we know this about the Kaminoans. We've learned this throughout Star Wars history that they keep a lot of secrets um they're a very very secretive species and that also comes with individuals within their ranks like nala say uh not that the tube was hers um but she has this you know uh office essentially that is kept off the books and away from a lot of places like tech said it's off the blueprints it's it's not seen by enemy which is why the empire Ned never seen it or uh you know Got any recognition of that it was there um i will say Gino your point and you won't know this because you haven't been able to finish the clone wars we did see an underwater tube system on uh on uh oh my god why am i forgetting the, name? the mon calamari uh we did see it on Mon calamari in the clone wars there was an arc where we spent three episodes there a very different tube system though very very different and i know a lot of people online are pointing this out the tube system here looked like a combination of that and jurassic world with the bubble um Hmm. so remember they did the dinosaur tour and they were inside that clear bubble uh clearly little inspiration from that movie uh with the system they had which was very cool but yeah no i i also enjoyed it particularly because of the omega stuff we've seen throughout the season that her character she hasn't gone through like a ton of development as far as the reveals and you know what we're kind of learning about her but the one thing that we do know is that the team trusts her They, they trust her just as much. They trust the others. She is without a doubt one of them. She's not just one of them, but still like they override her because she's a kid. She is one of them. Um, and so the fact that tech echo who echo is by far the most, uh, experienced out of all of them and then wrecker being like, Hey, like, let's, let's take her lead on this one. And she just wobbles her way in and and they do what they're supposed to do. They find a way in, um, Obviously it doesn't turn out great here in a second because of a decision that they decide to make. Um, but Omega is proving to be a very, very smart character, a very intelligent character, someone. And we, t- I think we've talked about it here too, that she has those leader attributes, but also she seems like she's very technical when it comes to planning. Um, and that's, that's a Hunter attribute, right? She, that's what Hunter does best. And she's growing into this person that kind of puts the plans together And I'm interested to see what happens is not just in the next episode, but in the future, because I have no doubt that she'll be a huge part of season two because it was officially announced.
2: I mean, for me, I mean, it wasn't a shocker. I think everyone that has been watching. Was like expecting it. I think it would have been more shocking if they didn't renew it. Uh, So yeah, I'm curious to see where they go after this with it. But
0: Let's let's get into it, guys, because this this is where Crazy. the good stuff starts to happen. Um, so once they get into Camino, uh, we see that uh, you know Crosshair has some plans for Hunter. He takes him in uh, to the training room that we saw in the very first episode and in multiple episodes of the Clone Wars as well on Camino. Uh, but also Echo, Tech, and Wrecker find their way in there as well, and they are of course are surrounded because uh, they basically laid a trap for them. It's crosshair and his groupies, if you will, Uh, and they are trapped. They are surrounded. Make them lay down their weapons. They have some good conversation back and forth, Uh, and the dialogue here was absolutely bonkers. Um, It's so funny to
2: me thinking that it's just one person talking to another person. It's the same person.
0: It is him talking
2: to himself.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, D. Bradley Baker. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he's literally just going back and forth in voices, but yeah, it's so, so good.
2: Like, it sounds it, like you're having like this, like, mean conversation with like someone you care about. In reality, it's just this one guy talking back and forth right? to himself in different voices,
0: yeah. So, before, uh, and I, I know Gio, you alluded to it the moment that Omega kind of steps in and makes things go a little crazy, we get to dialogue be- between Crosshairs and Hunter, um, about joining the Empire, you know, about uh. You know, you left me behind. I was one of you. You didn't see me as one of you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, What did you think about this dialogue between these two characters and kind of um, letting all of the emotion out, if you will, that Crosshair did and Hunter kind of being uh, the wall that he was spitting on?
1: Yeah, I thought it didn't disappoint because the whole time, this is what it's been building towards, you know? They had their little run-ins, their little encounters, but you – may have predicted that it would get to a point to where some if not the whole bad batch getting captured at least hunter you know it was the leader against uh to put it in pirates of the caribbean terms like the first mate crosshair you know he always had his own way of leading the group and whatnot and his own opinions about it he's very opinionated clearly Um, so i thought the exchange between crosshair and hunter did not disappoint there was a line that stood out where crosshair told hunter you were never loyal to me i'm going to give you something you never gave me a chance and the look on hunter's face was like he ain't lying He's, he's kind of he's kind of right at least that's what i got out of it so it did not disappoint whatsoever
2: Oh no. Jake freeze. Well, I'll, Oh no. Okay. You did for a second. I was,
0: I was, wait, I was waiting for you to say
1: something. He was thinking oh. very deeply about it.
2: Um. Yeah. The, that, that line was a gut punch. Like when I heard that, I was like, Oh damn. Like he, he gut punched you right there. Like he's not lying. <laughs> And he that I I out loud went, oh, when that happened, like I was just like, ow, because he's not he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But at the same time, like Hunter didn't say anything back to it either. If you notice, really, he was kind of just like. All right, I guess. (laughs) Well, so I kind of was sitting there like, ooh, this is where they're going to get into like a screaming match. But he just kind of was like, yeah, I guess. Um, And then we got into a little uh, nice little battle. I think the thing that made me laugh the most is like, well, at this point we should just know. And it was just like, we'll catch him by surprise by coming up through the middle. And then literally like they're all just sitting there like waiting for them to come through the middle. And I'm just like, yeah, every time they think they've caught them off surprise, they've literally been caught not off surprise. With the
1: crosshair so, he uh, knows their moves. Yeah, exactly. He knows their strategy, um, their tactics.
2: I mean, he knew they he set up a trap knowing they'd know it's a trap, yet still somehow find a way to trap them. So, uh yeah, just the dialogue in this was just one of the best parts honestly
0: because I mean Uh, these
2: people go ahead
0: well I was just going to say the dialogue and the the combination of the dialogue and the combination of the music is what made it so crazy Uh, yeah
2: the music never seemed to stop in the background
0: so well and the big thing here is that and if you go back and watch uh, I don't know if it's been throughout the season but Crosshair's specific theme is like on fire in this episode uh and his his theme is super intense it's like in your face right speakers right next to your ear type of status um and then you throw in the type of dialogue that they're writing for these characters uh just literally and you know what's funny about it is half the time crosshair was just under a helmet he was talking and you're still feeling this power come through these words as he's talking to hunter before the action starts and then big, before this big moment starts a little bit later on but it's, it's that music. This episode highlighted music and, and character development so well. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was only one scene of action. Uh, and it was a great an incredible scene of action. Like, the stuff was crazy. But uh, it, it, the dialogue and the music is what made this episode so strong. Um, and so I, I just – I think that that's some of the best stuff that Star Wars does. And to be able to highlight it on something, specifically a character – Who's under a helmet most of the time, that's great. And just know also I see in the chat, I know that I'm a little fuzzy. It happens. My sister is here working from home. She works from home, so there's double internet going right now. But I'm still here, it happens. We're moving on. But yes, that those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think
2: the music clearly uh it clearly tried to like make you feel the emotion of it more. Hi Brian from Brian. Yeah. No, uh, no. No. I was. That was it. I was just saying the music definitely tried to make you feel more invested into it. Like, oh.
1: And so. I'm gonna touch on that again. Look, it's it, it's part nostalgia, like because it's like it's not just the Bad Batch uh, and Omega returning home. It's us as audience viewers returning to a place that was such a big part of the Star Wars lore, and the music very specifically is chosen because dave filoni knows that the audience knows what's gonna come what's gonna happen so i thought it just all worked so well i don't want it to get overlooked the music was beautiful in this one in in this Mm -hmm. uh episode so i
0: i need i don't know if it'll ever happen because they haven't done it for either rebels or clone wars i would love to have this this on vinyl I would love to have this series on vinyl. I love yeah. the Bad Batch music. Obviously, the Clone Wars season seven stuff is brilliant as well. But um, I, I just can't wait to be able to download it too because it's it's bonkers good, bonkers good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the good stuff because this this is this is where everything kind of got kicked up a notch, right? Um, so after the moment between Hunter and Crosshair, everything breaks out in battle. Crosshair tries to prove himself to Hunter and the team, being like, "Ah, here's here's the trust I'll show you." Shoots the rest of his team; um, they're all out. And then Omega, without knowing what's happening upstairs, um, unleashes the the battle droids, the the uh, uh, the training droids uh, on the team. And we see the crew once again, just like Episode One, go through training once again and fight these droids with full fire. Uh, And what a glorious sequence it is of these characters fighting it out together Um, one last time. Uh, That's the big thing here. One last time, the five of them fighting together. We saw in the first episode and we saw it in the fifth in the 15th episode. And it was kind of like the last two raw for these five characters together on battlefield on the same side. Yeah. Uh, And it was a very, very well done one. All all in as well with like the whole hunter and crosshair thing in between the battle, like the looks and the shooting and helping each other, but also glaring at each other. And it was just very, a well done sequence. Uh, What do we think about this? The, the one kind of big battle sequence we got in this, this episode.
2: I wanted to see Omega merc some more people. We got to
0: see her once. Yeah. I I know
2: one time. And I was like, no, I want to see a couple more of those. Like that thing, that weapon is dope. Like I really like that weapon. And, She just did it once, and I was like, no, I want to at least see her, like, bullets or whatever you want to call them in the background, even if they're not hitting. Um, This is a really good fight scene. Every time I see these droids, I'm like, oh, it's like the, uh, the precursor droids to the the Mandalorian the dark, troopers. The dark, dark troopers, troopers. Yeah.
0: They look exactly like the dark troopers.
2: Yeah. They're like, they're like the Mark one of the dark trooper. Um, but yeah, it's cause it's funny. Cause they kept looking at each other, like wait, almost like looking like they were waiting for someone to shoot the other one in the back while they weren't looking a hundred percent. Uh, but I mean, it was a great action scene. And I just wish Omega would merc some more people from her tower
0: yeah. a little
2: bit more. That one that she did, though, it was like, oh, one
0: it, I have to go back and watch, but I'm pretty sure she shot through two of them.
2: Yeah, I think she did. OK, okay. Uh, so. but it, it was uh, a little weapon is pretty powerful and she's got a freaking aim. So it's kind of funny that she was kind of like being the crosshair in that situation from the tower whatever you want to call it tower that's what you can do
0: with that thing man she's
2: yeah so yeah i i was a good little fight scene seeing them all i mean we haven't seen it since the first episode um but
1: yeah 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 i partially agree with you brian i don't know i i really enjoyed seeing the bad batch work together again and fight um it brought me back to the Last Jedi when Rey and Kylo took on that room full of. Uh, it was a
0: hundred percent a throne room scene.
1: Yeah, a throne room scene. It was a hundred percent. It's a good Probably point. Goes bow, and then like all of a sudden they are surrounded by like dozens of droids, and it's just like, yes, cool. Come on, guys, we can all be friends, right? No. Okay. No. All right.
0: Damn. i well, i thought it
1: was yeah. I thought it was really cool just like the and
0: obviously I love seeing tech and echo and Wrecker fight like that's always a good thing but in this moment specifically I love that it focused on hunter and and what crosshairs was doing crosshair was doing mm-hmm. uh and then like crosshair would shoot one that hunter was fighting and they would glare at each other and there was still that bad blood if you know that they were helping each other very similar to what was and you mentioned it very similar with what happened with Ray and Kylo in The Last Jedi. Even though that didn't happen until the end of the scene, uh, they still had bad blood, obviously. Like, they split the saber, they, they fought it out, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it was, it was a kind of cool callback, but also something new. And I do want to say, because it's coming up next, this is, I know some someone in the chat, I think Starjew said in the chat, that it's hearsay, this is a 1,000% the last time you'll see them fight together. A 1,000%. Um, no. I, I don't know, man. Look, let's let's get to Crosshair. it. Crosshair is a hundred percent empire, hundred percent empire. I called it. I I called it. His chip is gone. You did he, call he, it. Chip
2: is gone. I don't know yeah. if he's a hundred percent empire. His,
0: his decisions are are completely his decisions. He wants full empire. He's all on board empire. Even though they took him at the end of the episode, he's pure empire. I think the dude needs to stay that way. Because if you make that kind of decision towards the end of this season, specifically now, and I know there, and I know there's one episode left, you need to keep him 100% empire. You got, you have to.
2: I don't know. I don't think, give me this
0: redemption crap, man. I
2: I think Geo and I might be in on the same page for something. Go, Al Geo. You can go ahead.
1: Here's the thing: Crosshair wasn't conscious when the Empire decided to kill or blow up Camino, knowing Crosshair was still in there. So how is he going to react to that when he wakes up and he says, when Hunter and the crew says, yeah, we saved your ass. Guess what? The Empire was going to destroy all of us. They were going to take us down with Camino. So I don't know. I still think there's a little bit of a, a chance the door's not completely shut. The door is shut. It's just, it's not bolted and locked. So,
2: yeah, I, with it's Star,
1: I it's such a great, it's such a great idea to make him
0: the bad guy, like their bad guy. Star Wars is their bad guy.
2: Star Wars always, always, always has that small little bit of redemption in everything. Well, I'm tired of it. I know you are. I'm tired you've, been of it. This, <laughs> you've been saying it for years. Um, And the fact that the Empire did the exact same thing that he that the Bad Batch technically did to him in the beginning is just leave him. And I think that might have been a teensy bit teensy teensy bit of foreshadowing in that in the aspect of like them making a point of it. The Empire literally just did the same exact thing. Um, do I think it'll happen immediately? Like this next episode, like he's just going to go, okay, I'm back to you guys. No, but there's, uh, let's put it this way. I went from like 95% like he's evil. He's going to be staying evil to I dropped down to like 75%. He's Hunter, evil, staying evil.
1: Hunter has not given up. He literally did what Crosshair threw in his face (laughs) 10 minutes ago. He said, you know, Crosshair said, I'm giving you something. You haven't given me a chance. Well, by saving Crosshair, Hunter is giving Crosshair a chance. So, yeah, I hate it.
2: I know. Jake, Jake has been on this like
0: F F redemption
2: cast for like years since before Kylo he's been like no more redemption for characters i don't like it i know i feel like even just giving you the thought of it is making you
0: upset it makes me frustrated and also and uh this has been pointed out a lot and i've had some conversations with people like with this as well um it goes one of two ways in my head if he is in fact rede- redeemed redeemed I redempted that. I was like, that didn't make I, sense. Didn't I thought I was about to go redempt. I, like it didn't make sense in my head, but yeah. okay. So if Crosshair is in fact redeemed, if he does join the batch again, it goes one of two ways. Either he dies or Hunter dies. I don't think both of them can stay. And that effing hurts. I Jake swear to, to God, death I swear no to him, them, if, if Hunter dies, I'll riot. I'll send, I'll post a picture out in front of my house of me rioting with a flag saying justice for Hunter. So, if you're saying that,
2: are you saying that like Crosshair is going to join the team again and then Hunter's going to die and then
0: stay on the I team? I think it's uh, because Hunter, so Hunter's the leader, right? Because that would be wild. Hunter's the guy. Okay. He is the one who is in charge of everybody. He wants to put the team back together. He puts everybody on their back, protects Omega, et cetera if he can get through to crosshair and he believes in crosshair, he believes in the team again, he believes in him. There's a chance that I think he'll sacrifice himself to save crosshair and put that team and it will freaking murder me.
2: Well, you are the one that either wants death or, or no redemption that you've always been like that. You're, Die a bad guy? That's how
0: it works. All right, so that's so that's your option right now. Look at Kylo and Ben. Ben Ben was redeemed. Terrible choice, but he died. Spoiler alert. Vader was redeemed. He died. Like
2: maybe Crosshair is going to become a Force Ghost at the end of this. It's,
0: It's one way. It's it works one way. I'm hoping, and this is a terrible way to say this. It's a really bad way of saying this but I like the character Hunter more. I'm hoping that crosshair turns and he sacrifices himself for the team.
2: I, if I had to put money down on it, that I'd
0: go. That I'd that get makes get the most that. sense. That makes yeah. the most sense. But I also, I just, I want to see him be the bad guy. I think it's such a great idea. Plus one, he's a great villain. He is a great villain. Jake crosshair-
2: wants bad. Jake is very, uh, get your picket sign. Make bad guys. Stay bad guys.
0: Yeah. Like look, and it, crosshair is a great bad guy he is like he's formidable he's tactical he's one of them we saw in this episode how that can uh, go against what the batch is all about and their decisions but also i think that the character has a lot to go off of as far as like growth in the star wars galaxy if he was part of the empire and we've talked about it i wanted to see him be the first death trooper like i wanted to see him like be the only clone that was left in the empire. Right now, he was—he's the, the only clone left in the empire. That's what I wanted to see. So, yeah, I'm very.
2: That you just reminded me. I'm also very curious where they said they spread them out into the unknown. Yeah, because I, I
0: did want to see the clone uprising, but it doesn't seem like that's actually going to happen. Um, but yeah, it is an interesting question. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but I just, yeah, it's, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Mm.
2: Jake is so anti-redemption. I'm
0: anti-redemption with certain characters. Uh, characters.
2: I think it's any time that there's ever been a possibility in Star Wars, you've been against it.
1: Well, okay, Star Wars, yes, because redemption in Star Wars sucks. I (laughs) I mean, I I stand with you with the Kylo Ren thing, um, (laughs) but that's a different conversation. I don't know. It's just this episode could have ended – a certain way where it's like boom you have your answer but it didn't <laughs> like the fact that hunter still saved him used non-lethal force to you know take him down and, and i don't i mean it, it could very well go either way hunter dies or crosshair sacrifices it just you know trust dave Filoni. i guess
0: no i don't want to trust dave Filoni right now <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you that <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is, is, I got the chip right, and I'm happy.
2: I know. I literally um, texted him once right, I yeah. watched it and went, "You're right."
0: So, so this morning, so I, we obviously we went and saw the Suicide Squad last night. So, like, I wasn't able to stay up and watch it last night. There was no chance I was able to stay up and watch it last night. So, I, I watched it once I got to work this morning because I, I early rise for work. Um, and luckily on Fridays, I'm in my office. I'm in the office by myself. And when I, when I heard him say that, I literally jumped out of my chair. I was like, yes! Yes, I called it! Yes!
2: I know. I literally, I, when I was watching, I went, God dang it. Like, I just, <laughs> I just saw in my head him going, I knew it! I knew it! I called it!
0: And, I and, and, like, and, ah, it and they never said how, but I have a feeling it happened exactly how I said so when he got his head blown up. And they operated on it, and they took his chip I mean, out.
2: Yeah, the, the burn marks, like literally, right where. Because Hunter, it was Hunter
0: looked at his burn marks, which is why I'm saying that. So, um, yeah,
2: No no na boo boo.
0: But yeah, so I mean, he, look, that's kind of like the gist. I mean, okay, we can talk about it because it was the the finale episode. So after they grabbed crosshair, Geo mentioned it. Hunter stuns him. Uh, you know, he tells Wrecker, hey, pick up Crosshair, he's coming with us. We're going to escape from uh, Camino. They have uh, AZ with them. Awesome. Make AZ their droid. I love it. Uh, I would love to see it happen. But uh, on their way out, obviously, we see that Rampart tells uh, the Destroyers, fire fire upon Camino, And they destroy the lab. They destroy everything that's uh, there. They leave no trace behind. And the episode ends with the Destroyers uh, firing upon Camino. And so we don't actually see them get off, uh, which will probably be the opening of the next episode, as it will be the finale. Uh, but what do we think about this? Because we, we've theorized and talked about this, that past this point, we've never heard of Camino, We've never seen a Kaminoan. Um, the only any kind of signature was Pershing in the Mandalorian season one. Uh, but it seems like they're officially wiped off the map via uh, Rampart, Tarkin and the Empire. Gio, why don't you kick us?
1: Source off. Yeah, I wonder how Crosshair is going to feel about that, too. Hey, guess what? The Empire, they destroyed your home. They didn't care. So, but not only did they destroy Camino. whoever directed this episode decided, you know what? Let's put up these shots of empty halls, empty messes. Yes. Bunkers. And I'm just like, what are you doing right now? Don't show me this. I don't want to see this. Yes. But man, it's just... It like, was very
0: ominous. It was very... And I'm, yes. they also showed that there were no babies left in there. They're like, okay, just make sure there's
1: no kids left in this building. That too. But <laughs> like I said, man, it's yeah. nostalgia. Like, like we grew up on the freaking yep. pre- prequels. Camino. Yep. We were that is a- 9, 10, 11, 12 years old watching Obi-Wan versus Jango Fett. And it's like, that place is no more. Mm-hmm. It's... It's like literally closing the door on a part of your childhood that is Star Wars. Yep. So it was very. You nailed it on the head. It was very emotional. It was like, it wasn't exactly Order 66, but it was. It's up there. It's up there. So, well done.
2: Yeah, I agree. Geo nailed it. For me, it was almost like a small teensy bit of my childhood getting destroyed. Like, I was just like, oh, man, I grew up.
0: Meanwhile, Dave Filoni's sitting back there.
2: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We've all been wondering. We've all been asking. And we finally got the answers. And it was as heartbreaking as we imagined. Uh, Or I guess didn't imagine. Because, like, that was a big deal for episode two. That was kind of like the whole freaking plot point. Like, one of the biggest parts of the whole movie and they literally just destroyed it. They destroyed something from my movie that for us at that age was a big thing. So it was kind of a gut punch seeing like, like Geo said, the halls destroyed the facilities, their rooms, just like this empty uh, place that we for whatever age you were grew up with and now they were just blasting it to pieces it was it was rough you were just like oh like you knew this was probably coming but it was still a punch in the gut that like knocked the wind out of you a little bit but um it's
1: like a diehard superman fan watching krypton blow up for the first time it's like oh man yeah
2: Maybe it was it was yeah but still it was sad. It was it like for this ina- inanimate place, but you still kind of have like a little piece of growing up with it because for us, I remember sitting in the movie theater seeing this place, the like he said, the battle between Obi Wan and Django Fett. Like and they just blow it to pieces and just they show it sinking into the water like oh it was rough. Expected is still rough yeah necessary jake's like eh burn it to the ground no that's not true, that's
0: <laughs> not true. uh i it's i i know you guys are you guys are 100 right and it's not something i actually thought of today uh, i was more focused on the crosshair stuff though i'm being honest um but i i 100 agree with you i think that it for us specifically it kind of hits a little harder because the prequels were were our star wars um we were we lived at a young age where they came out and it was kind of it was like those who watched the originals back in the day and kids who watched the sequels uh now um but and i and i go to like the question being right that uh we hadn't seen or heard of anything kaminoan past episode two until the bad batch right we hadn't seen them we hadn't heard from them anything um and so i was just looking for questions to be answered and we got that answer The Empire put it into the ocean. They sank it. They destroyed all evidence. Um, Nothing of cloning, no research, nothing. They took uh, all the clones off world and reassigned them, whatever that means. Um, And then they took the Kaminoans that they want, a la Nala Se, and uh, used them as part of their research team for cloning in the Empire, which means that for however long they live or however long she was there, Nala Se was in the background somewhere with cloning. Which means she was probably working hand in hand with Palpatine, because Palpatine, for what we know, is the only person in the Empire outside of. Uh, well, was Gideon part of cloning? Was he part of cloning? That facility on Navarro? No, that wasn't him, right? In Mando. I don't mm. think that was, oh, oh! Because uh, remember the tubes on In Mandalorian in season two? He wasn't there, right?
2: He might have a small bit, but I would say the main people would be Tarkin and Palpatine, probably so for
0: sure, like guaranteed 110% we know of is that Tarkin and Palpatine were involved with it. And that means that Nalesay was probably working hand in hand with him, which is crazy to think about, knowing that a year ago, when we were all about Star Wars cloning with Rise of Skywalker and all this stuff, Nalase was never in the conversation. The reason Ray exists is because of Nala hmm Like, that's crazy to think about. And that's what this stuff is doing. It's filling in the gaps, it's answering questions. And that's well, creating again. a new one. It's all again, Dave Filoni.
2: The man knows what he wants to tell. Like, there's never been a doubt about that. He knows you have questions, he wants to answer them, but he's going to take you on a ride to get to that answer. Um, it's just kind of like he's slowly weaving the missing parts while still kind of creating new ones. Cause I mean, like there's definitely stuff from this that could potentially create new stuff in the live action. Like we don't know how long Cam and Owens live. We could see her pop up super old, like maybe in Mandalorian, like, well, who knows? Well, and I mean,
0: it's not even that long. It's long in our years, but for them, it might not even be that long. Yeah. From like this point until then, it's like 20 plus another about 35. So it's only about a 55, 60 year addition. But in their species, that could be like 10 years or
2: mm-hmm. thirteen,
0: like 21 years or something, you know, like it's still not out of the realm of possibility. You're right.
2: Yeah. And we've never seen a, a live-action Kaminoan outside of Episode 2. And if she's the last of her species, that'd be sad, seeing, like, the last of her species die off in live-action or something.
1: Well, her and Boba, right?
2: Well, I'm talking about actual Kaminoan, like... Oh. Like, the long-neck people. Like, oh, she might literally be the last one.
0: And I, I know it's, it's very hard to... T- or say right now, and even to think about, but there is also that possibility that someone like Omega could pop up somewhere else. We've seen oh. characters pop up,
2: and if she's she does for sure up, coming to live action.
0: I I'm not gonna say for sure. I'm not gonna. You say don't think sure. so? I I'm giving it a high percentage, but I'm not gonna say for sure. For sure is like a that's like a guarantee statement, and I'm not gonna guarantee that right now because I haven't seen Bad Batch season two yet. I don't know what's gonna happen in that show or that season, but I will say if if Omega shows up. I kind of feel like Nala say has got to show up as well. I feel like they kind of almost have to come hand in hand. Depending on what happens in season two, obviously, and we have a full year plus to kind of see what happens with that. So I oh, don't know. This next episode is going to be wild. This Not
2: next to mention it's going
0: to be wild. Yeah,
2: Brian did. I think it was Brian that said it earlier that line that she said she saw them. Yeah, being created. I was like, oh, oh. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. oh, <laughs>
0: well, cause her age, their, their age, they rapid age.
2: Yeah, like I know. But just like the thought of like, she's kind of older than them in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was something that I was like, Oh, that's a nice little interesting twist. I don't know. As far as her showing up in the future to me, it's like either she's going to be dead or she's going to show up. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> killing a kid is pretty dark. So agreed Would Star Wars go there. Yes. Would Filoni go there? Yes. Is it dark? You're dang right. But I'm not going to put it out of the possibility that she might show up.
0: People would freak out. Then the fan let the fan. Oh, goodness. Hi, okay.
2: bear.
0: Let the fan Stop. casting unite. So whoever plays <laughs> Omega, older Omega. Okay. You off.
2: I'm just going to chill right here. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Okay. We're okay. almost
0: done. We're almost done. Um, all right, gentlemen, any final thoughts on today's episode, of Return to Camino, and then uh, maybe even a little excitement for next week, just a quick quick sum up before we head out?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If I would stand if I could, but my leg is kind of dead right now. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next. This is going to be crazy, and the fact that we have our answer, there will be a season two. Man. It makes me think, ah, maybe we we might not get the uh, completely wrapped story that we may want. You know, I could easily see it going that route. But uh, I want to know what happens when Crosshair becomes conscious and, you know, is told, hey, they tried killing you, dog, and we saved you. So there you go. And uh, see how that story unfolds. Or
0: does he wake oh, up on the way out of Camino and he sees that the Empire is firing upon them? He yeah. He
2: could wake up and see think that they destroyed it. Yeah, there's right. definitely
0: possibilities. Because how long does a stun gun actually last?
2: As long as conveniently needed.
0: Yeah, that's true. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> very that's very true. It's, it's yeah. like conscious tells you, okay, time for the stun gun to wake up now.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm there's- just excited to see. Oh, finish. No, finish no, what you were saying.
1: A poor Omega. We'll see. Like, her home is destroyed and everything. It's just for a child that has to be pretty traumatic, you know? Like, like, um, like Leia seeing uh, her home planet destroyed, except trivia.
0: What's her home planet?
1: Alderaan. Ah, it took me a while. That's why I said her home planet. That's why he <laughs> like, did it. He sensed <laughs> doubt in you. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but go ahead, Brian. I'm, I'm done.
2: No, I, I'm excited for... I probably, I feel like out of the three of us li- liked this show the least. Yep. Um, it is... The ending of this is... gonna get me to watch season two. Because, like, there were days when I was definitely like, oh, I don't feel like watching it. Like, But, like, this ending is like, all right, like... Where are we going? This could be interesting. Redemption for crosshairs. And no, I'm kidding. (laughs) But uh,
0: I'm going to make a video on why crosshairs shouldn't be redeemed.
2: That's fine. (laughs) Next Whiskey Jedi. Why characters in Star Wars shouldn't be redeemed. It's a good topic. Um,
0: Great topic, actually.
2: You're welcome. Uh, But yeah, I'm very curious to see how this ends. If if they leave us on a massive cliffhanger, which they might, and that's going
0: to 100% will,
2: I have a feeling they are going to leave a master cliffhanger. Yeah, like it's going to be like, like there's been cliffhangers where you're just like, oh, man, but I have a feeling this one's going to be like, no, it's
0: going to be like rebel season. Oh wait, never mind.
2: mind. Yeah. So finish
0: rebels, damn it. Dude, it's a long journey. Bro. <laughs> Stop it's your DC, long... your DC life for a second and watch some Star Wars Rebels.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Start watching Titans, Titans
0: soon. I'm gonna watch Titans. Let's see. Uh, Titans in a week. Catch up. Come on, catch up. We can do a DC show. You just said, hurry up, Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> well, hurry through both of them. Do them both. Uh, put them both on at the same time. Yeah, watch them both <laughs> all uh, all at once. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, cross eye, cross eye. Yeah, uh, cro- cross hair it. Um, all right, everybody, that's gonna wrap up the fanlorian Club today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah again, we we've been here every Friday for the last fifteen weeks, uh, fourteen weeks technically, because the first one was an hour long, uh, and it kind of acted as the first two. Uh, but we we'll be back here next Friday for the finale. We'll be discussing it at length, and uh, and then probably hopefully jumping into some kind of season uh season recap or something because i know jacob uh wants to talk about the show as well but his work got into his schedule a little bit towards the halfway point of the season and we definitely want to get his opinion on it as well so you'll probably see a season recap leading into season two and everything uh, and if there's a cliffhanger it's going to need to be discussed anyway so as my dog rips apart a cardboard box so mm-hmm. that is great we'll wrap up today uh before we get out of here i'll let the gentleman tell
1: him where you can find him online geo kick us off man uh, you can find me on Twitter at gray goose Jedi right there uh, I'm still working on a new name so we'll see when that day comes but uh Fan- fandom United Phantom United my separate YouTube channel uh, check me out on there and uh, apocalypse now Tuesdays and bad batch at least one more Friday for the near future so
0: and possibly this as well uh next week what if is actually
1: yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, what Brian, what
0: about
2: you? Uh, Be of Alcino on Twitter
0: and
2: a certain point of view if you're into the schmodown and movie trivia
0: and yeah. Yeah, at Qui-Gon Jake, two ends because someone else took like it before I did. Uh, make sure you find all of us here on Apocalypse Movies multiple times a week. Um, as we mentioned, Fandalauren Club is on Fridays. Uh, Our Marvel review show for all of the series is on Wednesday evenings, um, and we will be doing something for What If, and uh, so we'll be back here on Wednesdays for that show, and then our main show is every Tuesday, Apocalypse Now, 7 o'clock Pacific. Uh, This Tuesday, we'll be doing uh, a full episode dedicated to the Suicide Squad. Um, We'll be reviewing, spoiler heavy, the Suicide Squad. Uh, That movie has a lot to unpack, and we'll be doing it all on Tuesday on Apocalypse Now, and, yeah, so check us all out. It's all in the description. Again, to everybody who's been watching, all of you who have been commenting, Brian, Maddie, Stardrew, uh, we see you all. Thank you guys so much. And uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. And we'll catch you guys right back here next week on the Fan and Learning Club. Bye, guys.